Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Drama Surgery Podcast. In this episode, I am covering Sweet Home Season 2. Well, really just the Sweet Home franchise, but Sweet Home Season 2 just recently aired and I have a lot to say about it because honestly, <laughs> I don't know why I did this to myself. Like, honestly, the audacity of Netflix to air this three years after the first one and for it to be this rubbish, it, it takes guts. Like, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. For those who don't know Sweet Home, Sweet Home is a horror sci-fi action drama about like the sudden epidemic of monsters that is, I guess, thought to be psychological um, in the lives of people. You know, something that basically turns them into grotesque monsters, right? So that's basically what this drama is about. It is, I would say, one of the first series or first few series that really, I think, showed Netflix that korean dramas were a viable option back in 2020 like it was super popular when season one came out it was just you know a very fresh idea and so you know people really liked that and so it it really showed netflix that their korean dramas are like where it's at right it has a host of popular people especially season two which is something i have an issue with but it basically stars you know netflix son (laughs) son kang we call him netflix son because he's been in almost like a lot of their dramas right like he's love alarm love um forecasting and weather or something like that he was in nevertheless he was just really popular <laughs> during that pandemic era like Sunkang was all that netflix gave shows to right he was built on a lot of your shows back then um but yeah it starts Sunkang as um Chahin Su, Gominchi as Lee Un Yu. It stars Lee Jin Wook as Pyong Sang Wook. Lee Young as Soe Gyeong, Lee Do Yeon as Eun Yuk. There are a few other characters, but honestly, I could care less because this drama makes them canon fodder. They are never really important to driving this story, so I, like, I don't care. <laughs> and i mean this is one of the issues i have with this drama there's so many other characters so many new characters that like i'm like why are they here they don't add anything it just like it really pissed me off amongst other things and so if you could not tell by my tone i am not a fan of this series and honestly if i'm being honest i was never a fan of sweet home to begin with then why am I doing a review? Well, just because I wasn't a big fan doesn't mean I didn't like aspects of it. Like, it was a good concept, good idea. It's just that there's just a lot of things that does not work for this drama that <laughs> I just, I would never have checked it out if it wasn't for those elements. So this review is really me talking about how much I dislike Sweet Home and Sweet Home Season 2 because honestly, it's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. And again, the audacity for Netflix here this three years. Well, to make people wait, I was not one of the people that waited, just to clarify that. But to make people wait three years and this is what they bring out, I mean, <laughs> I hope they cancel it. <laughs> I heard they were already after a film season three, so they'll probably show that first. And hopefully they cancel it after that because this is rubbish and I am pissed. I'm pissed for everybody. <laughs> like this was really really bad um so yeah that's what this like review is about it's not anything serious it's really just a rant about season two of sweet home because wow i mean did they change writers or something halfway like i don't know what happened so yeah i'll just start just to talk about the things i dislike about this drama first of all like i mentioned i never really liked season one to begin with and for different reasons one of the biggest reasons i never liked season one is because honestly i just really dislike the protagonist I've always hated Chan Su. <laughs> no one will understand how much I dislike him, right? Because to me, he just seems pathetic. He seems like a pathetic character and season two really, 
really showed that to me. There's no character development to him at all. In season one, he was this weak pushover that everybody could walk over, right? And okay, that's fine, right? But I, I assume at some point you grow as a character. But our character, like, Chayosol never really, really grows. Like, the protagonist just remains this way, even in season two. And I have a problem with that, right? Because when you compare him to, like, Eunyok, they are so different that it almost feels like <laughs> Eunyok was supposed to be the protagonist and, like, they just made a mistake or something, right? He's that bad because, honestly, I just feel like, how is this the character I'm supposed to root for? As compared to Eunyok, right? Who, I would say, was very smart. He knew how to command people. He was a leader and everything. And again, that's why in season one, I was okay with it because, to an extent, I felt like, okay, he's probably going to get character development, right? And then season two comes. (laughs) And he's just as annoying. Like, he's even more annoying in season two for me than season one. Like, I don't know how, like, (laughs) who came up with his characterization? He's so terrible. I hope maybe in season three, by God's grace, that he has some character development. Because at the beginning of season two, he's still that self-pitying, like, fool that he was in season one. Um, So you guys might think I'm being harsh. But honestly... I just, I don't see how he's relatable in any way, right? He's just so pathetic. Because, I mean, you see his fight with Pyeon sang who, you know, doesn't want to go to the facility and get tested on and, you know, have to go through all this, like, rigorous, basically torture to find a cure. Because, let's be honest, these humans... <laughs> It's not like they are doing that out of the goodness of their heart. Like, they all have a reason why they are doing this, and they are not very nice about it. And so, for Pyong sang he's like, let us form our own coalition of our kinds of people and, you know, go from there. Because at the end of the day, this is psychological. And we'll come back to this idea of it being psychological, because they messed that up too. <laughs> but Pyong sang wants to go and, you know, go with other monsters, the infectees that are able to survive. And I like his idea. His idea makes sense, right? But... <laughs> Chahyansu is like, no, like I have to save the people. We have to know why this is. I will willingly be an experiment. And so he almost like just takes every abuse that people give him. Like, I don't know how a character is this weak and unable to like fight for himself, right? Why would you willingly go to a facility where this is what they do to you? you? You've seen this, you know how they are. And then you willingly give yourself up for this. In my human mind, I'm like, this is not a very human thing to do. No one is this selfless, right? People are naturally selfish and they like self-preservation. There's no reason why a person would decide, oh yes, for sake of people that I don't know, that have treated me like shit almost through my life, I am going to go and try and save them. Why? And like, that's how he goes. And so he goes and, you know, he willingly gives himself up and he willingly takes all the tests and everything. And he's just like, ugh, boring. Where is York? Literally, I watched season two because I wanted to see if York was still alive. And honestly, I am also going to watch season three because they keep hinting at it. I don't know if they are doing that because they know technically without him, half of the audience is not watching this drama anymore. And I just have to say on that point, when they are doing the experiments on him, right? I don't know why 
he had to be naked and somebody has to explain this netflix thing to me because i don't understand why everybody has to be naked right netflix and nudity i don't know like is it a chicken and yes situation where like netflix is like can you show some nude scenes and production is like okay we'll consider it and you know that's how they do it because this was in the glory as well where i think it was a flight attendant that took off her clothes right and it was like full frontal nudity or something like that i skipped that scene actually i didn't see it i'm not sure but i heard that she was naked here too same thing song kang at some point and then Yidoyon. and i assume they are body doubles anyways but like still what is it with netflix and nudity is it a must maybe the production companies want to show nudity and netflix is one of the only platforms that would let them show that it has to be one of those two right so i don't know which one came first it's too much and it's unnecessary honestly um but that's another thing i noticed and i was just like ugh another thing i can hate about this drama <laughs> but anyways let's move on right so another thing i really dislike about this drama is like the amount of new characters that are in this i guess to an extent it makes sense because finally they've left like the apartment complex and they are going out into the world where there are a lot of new people and everything right which is fine whatever right but it's just so many new characters and they don't add anything to the story that i'm like why are they here why do they exist like what is their purpose right like and they spend time showing you how these people are surviving right what their actions are and all those things and i'm like what like what is it that is making them show these characters right i just i never understood that right so that's another thing i struggled with i will say that i was kind of happy to see as many like military men so there is kind of a double standard here playing like i i was very happy to see a lot of them like they were just very handsome and there were a lot of them i was at the lieutenant that is from the matchmakers um which is another drama that i'm watching and like i was just really excited to see their scenes but other than that the characters in the stadium that were not part of like the main core soldiers i just could never understand what they were there for it was like they tried to cram as many people to like get them popularity because I, I feel like this is what is also going to happen with like squid games too we'll see but like when you have so many characters you kind of lose plot and like as i i need to know did they change writers in season two somebody answer that question for me because i can't find out on my drama list like who is the writer <laughs> for season two because oh my god don't ever hire this person again please like if this is how the story should go maybe okay fine but if this is like a new writer that's just messing up things here and there don't hire this person again because i got to like episode three and at the end of episode three yes we see that song kang's character has basically turned into like this stone figure that's kind of stuck in the lab and so that's how season three ends and you know it's going well at that point and then episode four starts and literally three minutes into episode four i literally had to stop it and go back to episode three because i'm like am i did i miss an episode like i was like something is up like this is not what the continuation should be like at the end of episode three so young gives birth right i assume that's where we'll continue from and then episode four starts and it's like what is going on like as time passed and they don't like transition it well enough for me to like feel like they're not losing me like they lost me almost immediately right and it just feels like a different writer took on from that point and i'm just like 
like a lot of these things matter right like you don't just cut off your story right in that way the main core group that we follow suddenly we are following random people now right it's no longer about chahyeon who i dislike but at least i know he's the protagonist right and now we are following random people in this bunker um the only person at this point that i'm watching for is gomez's character even you because she has a purpose right and her purpose has been clear since season one and it keeps being clear right she's looking for a brother actually one of the only people that i felt like her story continued from season one everybody else i <laughs> i just don't know what I, I i was like why should i care about these people right the lady that you know keeps them safe at the, the stadium the one that took up like a gun to kill you knew because he thought that <laughs> You you killed the lady that owns the stadiums, like husband, like the sick girl as well that, you know, the soldier defects for. Like, why am I seeing the story of these people? It's not being cohesive, right? It just, it, it made no sense. It just seemed like they were wiring away time, right? And the only people that I care about, right, where I would say, Soi Kyung, right? She, I cared about because her story was kind of interesting in the sense that I wanted to know the concentration of that kid and everything. But they don't bring them back to like two episodes later, right? In like six or so. And that's when you see them again. And I'm like, ugh. At this point, they they lost me so much at that point, to be honest. And even when they do bring it back, and this is where I have an issue with the changing of what makes people turn into monsters originally we have the idea that it's psychological and i like that idea and i like the fact that they were going with that idea because you can still see the prejudice people have against others that are monsters even though they know that anytime they themselves can turn into monsters and that they themselves can get afflicted with this disease but suddenly with soy gang's daughter coming into the scene apparently when she touches people she herself can turn them into monsters and i just that idea did not sit right to me right because it kind of makes it more of a issue that science can fix and i guess i mean sci-fi is one of the tags in this so maybe i was one that had the wrong idea but i liked the original idea and i would have preferred to keep it that way because then it kind of really opens your eyes to just how prejudiced people can be even if it's something that can affect them it's like climate change even though we all know climate change is happening and like it's bad for us and everything you still have people saying that like no like it's a political agenda or do you understand what i'm saying so like in that way it's just a very good idea that kind of mirrors real life right but i am not as fortunate as that right so that that just kind of annoyed me a little bit because it's just like ugh. and if i have to see another thing that pissed me off going back to chayansu and even all the characters regarding this prejudice they have because chayansu is also really prejudiced about the fact that he is like a monster right i don't understand how he and a lot of people don't see that even when you're a monster you can still have the consciousness to want to protect people you see that with the monster right in like episode one episode two where the military men are trying to kill it and they, you see them kill like a bunch of people along the way because panic and everything and they're just scared and everything and they are killing people anyhow right but you see the monster try to protect people he tried to protect a child right you see try to protect his own kid and stuff like that and like this has happened over and over where sometimes the monster will protect people but like still 
for Chayun Su, for some reason, this does not really start to him, right? Or maybe maybe he does to an extent in the sense that he does want a cure for it. But I still feel like to an extent he sees it as a bad thing in the way that like Pyon Sangwook does not, right? Even Yun Yu at some point does not, right? So like these are some things I have with the like protagonist. Like the issue I have with the protagonist is this that like he's just not able to see past the fact that he has this thing, right? He's not able to like hone it which is just, it makes him so weak. And so I'm looking forward to Union York, right? Like, hopefully, whoever wrote season one and wrote Union York's character will come back because if they give it to the person that wrote season two, oh my gosh, whoever that person is. I really hope it's not the same person because that person, like, take his pen and his laptop away from him. He does not know how to, like, write a good story and he doesn't know how to continue a good story. So, yeah, like... Honestly, <laughs> this is a really, really bad, bad season two. It's really, really bad. Like, and I don't recommend it. Don't bother. You're just give, going to give yourself like high blood pressure because at the end, I'm just like, this is so, like, it's such trash. Like, how in the world did they think this was a good story, right? And like, I'm actually very pissed. <laughs> Even though I was not one of those big fans of season one, I, I still liked it to an extent because the New York's character kind of had carried and you saw a lot of people grow, sort of sacrifices and stuff like that. And this season two is just air. <laughs> so honestly, if you don't have to watch this, don't watch it. There's nothing to see. Honestly, you can't really skip to season three whenever that comes out because this is just... Ugh, yeah, no. Yeah, so... That's really it for my rants. I could go on and on. There's really a lot I could talk about, but this would be <laughs> this would be an hour-long episode, honestly, if I had to talk about every single thing I disliked. And so yeah, I'm just gonna end it here. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this was fun, kind of. It kind of relieved a lot of my stress about this drama. So I really had fun recording this. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'll see you guys again next week. Have a nice day. Bye.